0: And five, four, three, two, one. Hello everybody and welcome to America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden and I am with Harpo. And here we are. It is almost the end of February. It is the, we're in the last week of the shortest month of the year. And Harp, how are you doing today? Yeah, we're doing good. Good, good. Man,
1: good. Man. It
0: was of school for President's Day. Oh, nice. So
1: we we hung out around the
0: house. Oh, all right.
1: It couldn't go outside
0: today. It was, it was raining all day. Ooh, 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 yeah. It
1: was a, a, a soggy day
0: in the south. Four kids around the house. Oh man, so you probably had movies going in one room, videos games going in another room, homework going in a third room. There yes yeah, been a little bit of everything. Oh man, very cool, very cool. Yeah, we just got back so. Last week was my birthday, and we went up to Joshua Tree here in California for the weekend. If uh, you know people listening, and they have never been, I highly suggest it. It was a lot of fun. We did some rock climbing. My daughter just crushed it. She loves climbing up these boulders, and you know the last couple of years we go, and she was real good at it. But I would kind of lead. This was the first year where she started leading. I just, man, I just followed her, and she just poof, just up these rocks, and um, I was, last couple years, I also got real nervous, this is also the first year where I wasn't as nervous, because, you know, she's five now, and she's, you know, able to, she's actually really good at judging the rocks, and doesn't really do things that um, she knows, or she's not going to do, and then, you know, there were a couple times where she needed help, which was exactly what I was there for, but most of the time, she just did it on her own, so, I was pretty impressed. Well, that's good. Yeah, pretty impressed, so. Alright, so, at the end of February, the big news that the entire world is watching is Russia and the Ukraine. And earlier today, now I am going to go ahead and I am going to um, butcher these uh, uh, names, but Russia recognized the independence for uh Donetsk and Lukansk. Is that correct, Harpo? Am I saying that kind of sort of maybe right? Sounds good to
1: me.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right. And this is a big deal because
1: we could just say DPR or LPR. That's what they That's what they go by
0: too. Oh, okay. DPR and LPR. People's Republic and the whatever's People's Republic. All right. DPR and LPR, um, and. The, and yeah, this is, so this is, the you know, this this aggression has been building for the, you know, last couple of weeks, Russia's we talked about this a couple of weeks ago here on uh, America.com, the, Russia has put troops all around um, Ukraine, and it sure looks like they're going to uh, invade, but here they are, starting with these two regions. So, Harp, what's your take on everything that's going on? Well,
1: you know, both of these, uh, both of these places kind of already was hinting this away even back in 14 when he took Crimea they uh, they kind of declared their own uh, independence from Ukraine it Says uh, I know the DPR declared 12th May 12th of 2014 mm-hmm. uh, and then of course today they're recognized as independent by Russia and they all suit Russia, so well, I don't. I say I I'm not too familiar with that, with all of that uh, land over there. I know it touches Russia, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, I don't know what the Ukrainian government doesn't sound like the people or majority of the people had a lot to do with Ukraine anyway.
0: Yeah, so I don't. I, I'm. I'm not familiar with uh, Ukraine on a level that I am, you know, with Iraq or uh, even a little more with Afghanistan. But, you know, I don't know if I I do know, first of all, I do know that these two areas are internationally recognized as part of Ukraine. I don't know. Now, when we say that um, they're Russian leaning, you know, what I don't know about that, does that mean that the people there genuinely do want to be a part of Russia, or uh, has Moscow been, you know, infiltrating and sending their people there and working with, uh, you know, the government to, uh, you know, basically install a puppet government and, um, you know, let everybody, uh, 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 make it pro-Russian. You know, that's what I don't know, you know. Is it, was it originally Russian, you know, was it, is it it organically Russian-leaning or is this just another... Uh, you know, tricked by the Kremlin to, uh, you know, carve away part or all of Ukraine. You know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, it, to me, it kind of sounds like he's finishing up what he started in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't get, you know, he didn't get to finish. So it sounds like he's picking up where he left off. Mm-hmm. Like I said, these, both of these uh, territorial uh, pieces of land, denounced their independence from ukraine back in 2014 so i guess they i don't know what i guess they've just been sitting as a people's republic for seven years Mm -hmm. eight years Mm -hmm. and uh now decided that russia's gonna pick up the they're gonna be a a part of russia
0: yeah did they really i mean like did they really decide they didn't have a referendum or anything i mean (laughs) you know a couple of and i don't know and again i don't know i don't know i mean you know a couple of russia i don't i don't know who is saying it, in these regions that they want to be russian and you know putin just recognized it but um I mean, it
1: says their official language is russian mm-hmm. i mean uh, you're talking 2.3 million people is their mm-hmm. population
0: mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah cuz cuz the way you know the way it used to work during the cold war in a lot of these countries is uh, you know they, the the Soviets would just say they you know they want to be a part of Russia they, they you know this this country they want to be a part of the Soviet Union they want to be you know proud communists the people on the ground were like no and then the Soviets would just roll in their tanks and they're like oh well now you're part of the Soviet Union I mean you know uh, uh, Czechoslovakia Poland um, you know all these other I I you know all the other Eastern European countries that um, you know fell under the Soviet influence during the Cold War so. Um yes I I don't know I I mean that's 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 what's so that is what's happening here the question is just how much grassroots support is there for Russia uh in these two regions you know what i'm saying so um you know i mean i guess it's the the equivalent of um I, i'm just i'm just going to pull an example just just totally out of my head like uh us going into like Vancouver, British, and saying they all want to be American, they speak English. That's a, ter- that's a terrible example, but um, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know how much these people really want to be a part of Russia and how much of this is just Putin making a land grab. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's Putin's definitely making a land grab, don't get me wrong. But, um, he's not I mean, liberating, a, you know.
1: I mean, it sounds like they, the, in the region of this, I mean, their currency is Russian currency, they wouldn't even... They don't, mm. Don't even use the Ukrainian currency. Since it's, it's the least common, and Russia's the most common for their currency, mm-hmm. so it's like, well, what did I mean? What did he take then?
0: Yeah, it like they were already there. Yeah. So, well, they, well, now here's the thing, though. It was so Ukraine. It, it is a internationally uh, recognized country. So now I, that I, that I, that question, I can't answer. So um, it would be like one country just taking another part are taking your know, one country, one a more powerful country in Russia taking a part of this other country without any due process or without any I mean there was like there was no referendum, there was no agreement with the Ukrainian government, um, there was no international um, you know international process to make this happen. I mean the Russian Putin just basically went in and said, "You know what? This is part of Russia and we're going to take it now. We're going to declare it independent." And that's what really happened. You know, now he can dress it up and he can put on, say, whatever claims to legitimacy he wanted, you know, Russian people have been living here for so-and-so, whatever. I mean, he took a part of Ukraine and there's kind of no question about that. So, um, and the only people who don't see it that way are, you know, hardline Russians or maybe the Russian people um, at home, but everybody else in the world kind of sees this for what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, but, so what do you think is going to happen next? Next.
1: It's gonna be interesting to see what we do. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna we're we gonna sit back? Or are we gonna throw tears at him and try to starve him? it will be interesting to see what we do.
0: Yeah. So you know, and and right now everything is changing day to day. And by the time we publish this, uh, I you know we I usually I mean, publish on Thursday. A lot can change in three days. But um, it, yeah. We'll go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I mean, I mean, we're still more worried about kids wearing masks and all this in school over here. So I don't know, even if, you know, the majority of America really knows what's going on over there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, well, and what will happen is everybody will get a crash course all of a sudden because, you know, <laughs> people most people can, can't point out uh, Ukraine on a map. But um, over the next uh-huh. couple of weeks, um, You know, as it gets more reported on, people will start to learn a bit more. And so, as of right now, as of 24 hours ago, I thought that there'd be a full-on invasion. But now what I'm kind of thinking is that his strategy might be to just take the country piece by piece. So, you know, like you were saying, he's finishing what he started in 2014. You know, right now, he has these other two regions. And I'm thinking maybe if he rolls in and faces little to no resistance and the Ukrainian uh, military doesn't attack, then he'll set up, uh, claim these two regions for Russia, send the majority of the troops home, and then wait another five or six years and potentially do it again with another region. You know what I mean? I mean and like,
1: well, his, his Russian rebels have been in there since 2014, so it's kind of like, you know, he sending them in there. Yeah. He probably would have
0: wanted to take it a lot sooner, rather than seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And and I and if he does that, it's kind of how I don't want to say shrewd, but it's a it's a it's a smart tactic if you want to slowly if you're if you're playing the long game and you want to slowly take over the country and not um, provoke the West and not create a reaction, then that's the way to do it. So basically. It's just well, that's what I kind of
1: feel like he's just playing games with us. I mean, he, 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 he's trying to saying, hey, Biden, what are you going to do? I mean, he does this on President's
0: Day of all mm-hmm. days. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely playing games with us. But
1: I you know I, I, mean? just...
0: I do think he's... There is an eye to the West, but I do think he does want... I think he genuinely wants Ukraine. He's not doing this to, oh, yeah. you know, to focus. But, um, but now, the big X factor in all of this is you never know what's going to happen with war so you know maybe the plan i haven't first of all i have no idea what he's going to do and i have no idea what the plan is and i have no idea what his strategy is but if the plan is like i think right now to slowly take ukraine and slowly eat away at it so that you know maybe in 10 or 15 years uh he can finish the job um that's possible but if there's, I don't know, if the Ukrainians decide to launch an attack, if something, things can spiral out of control very, very, very quickly. So, you know, that's what, um, yeah, I don't think anybody really knows. And is there a hard line that the Ukrainians say, like, all right, this is like the absolute border. And if he tries this again in five years and takes another region, do they have a red line where they say, no, you come, you step by here, we're, we're going to fight back. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: my whole thing. I don't think Ukraine really... I mean, they probably want to keep that territory, but how much of it did they really already have? Like, mm. It's kind of like they just letting it go. They're not well, even putting up a fight for it. Well, see, the,
0: here's, the, here's the tough spot that the Ukrainians are in, is the Russian army is vastly superior <clears throat> to this Ukrainian army and the Ukrainians know that the West is not going to come and bail them out, and uh, NATO's not going to come in, the Americans are not going to come in, Uh, we may go ahead, we may support an insurgency, we may support them with weapons and stuff, but ultimately, the Ukrainians know that this is on them, and I, I guess their president is a former comedian, so he's literally a joker, and... Um, they just seem way over their heads. And, uh, you know, it's easy. I was just thinking about this before we started recording. It'd be easy for all of us here in um, the U.S. or around the world to say, you know, have a pair of balls and fight back and do that. It's like, uh, when it's your fucking country um, and you have to calculate how to, you know, defend yourself without getting everybody killed and getting completely wiped out by the Russians. I mean, because you know, the, the, what, maybe one of the things perhaps Putin would love, maybe he would love the Ukrainians to attack and give him pretense to just invade the entire country, you know, and just walk all over, uh, uh, the country. And, you know, that's, that's a possibility. So the Ukrainians are really, they're really stuck between a rock and a hard place with very, very few good options, you know, um, it's basically when you got a when a when a bully has a gun to your head, you really don't have much you can do. You know what I mean? And um you know, I always said I said this last time, if the Russians do invade, then you the, what the Ukrainians should do is just launch an insurgency and um you know, just bleed Russia dry for the next couple of years until they go home. But then, you know, that's going to take 10 years. If the, the history of Russia and Afghanistan is any indication, they're going to completely level and destroy the country, leave it a, you know, a bloody husk. And just go, because Russians, I mean, Russians are fucking brutal, man. They're just, they're, you know, we made some mistakes in Iraq and Afghanistan, but we did not um, completely brutalize the country the way that Russia brutalizes countries when they invade you know what I mean, so you know that's that's something for them to consider. So, um, you know, now if you were a, I'm gonna ask you a, a military question. This is you're a prior military guy? If you were in a, a Ukrainian soldier's shoes right now, and you know these little tit for tat battles that have been going on, what do you think you'd be thinking?
1: When's when's go time?
0: Hmm. Yeah, probably.
1: I mean, that's what I would be thinking, like, you know,
0: like, as long as they keep me in the loop. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, one of the things I was thinking is, um, if you're a Russian soldier, you know they want to get some, and uh, to travel all the way there to go on it, because they're at about 150,000, which is, I think, about what we invaded Iraq with, so it's a pretty sizable force, you know what I mean? Oh. Um, but yeah, I'd be—I don't know—if I was a Ukrainian soldier, I'd—I'd I'd be nervous and I'd be scared. But yeah, I'd be—I'd be pretty ready to get some too, because like at some point you just gotta be like, "Fuck it, man, let's do this," you know? Yeah. Like, we're either gonna you know live on our feet or die on our knees, you know? Or die. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. me. I fucked that up. We're either gonna die on our feet or live on our knees. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And anyway, what have people down there been saying about it?
1: I mean, it's just. It's the topic of, you know, of flowers. I mean, it's all you see on
0: the news, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody's just
1: wanting to know what, what are we going to do? What's the next step? Mm. I mean, everybody's thinking kind of the same way. I hope we don't throw military at it. Yeah. Which I don't think we will. But it's just wondering what he's going to do because he's been talking. Administration's been talking like we're we're gonna do something, so let's
0: see what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think we're gonna commit troops. I think that what we're gonna do is we're gonna beef up NATO. We're going to uh, well well I, actually, let me take it back. We're not gonna send any troops to the Ukraine, but we're already sending troops to reinforce um, some NATO countries. The um, I, I hope that again. I hope that the CIA. I, you know, I hope that the CIA. I hope that our intelligence agencies are working with them. I hope that the CIA is again planning to um, support the Ukrainian resistance and support the rebels uh, any way that we possibly can. The um, and well, here's an interesting question: What do you? What do people down there think of um, Putin specifically? I
1: mean, you don't really hear a lot of people talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, if you think about uh, reason. Reason being is he never really done anything to America. Mm. You know he hasn't done anything other than so they claim those cyber attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean you don't you don't hear a lot of people talking about him. Mm-hmm. I mean he stay he stays out of the news though really until he does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's not you know he's not. Really, a as a global uh, person as you know the president of the United States.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think that he, well, let me let me say this too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think this is a a pretty big remark, but um, I kind of think that this is the sort of unofficial beginning of the new Cold War. And I don't know if Cold War is the Cold War may not be the right way to put it because it's it's going to be different than it was, um, you know. After you know the, the during the, the Cold War from the you know the '40s until the early '90s, um, you know the the Soviet Union Russia as it is today is very different than the Soviet Union. But I do think that uh, this is the beginning of. Um, some very, very, in, uh, much more intense mutual um, hostility between the United States and Russia. and I think it's going to get worse. And I do hope that we really take some concrete measures against him because it's, it's sort of a, a frog in the frying pan type situation where we kind of... He, he, he takes a little bit, a little piece, a little piece, a little piece, a little piece, and doesn't really cross the line... And, and create a really um, a really big response from the west you know um and there are a lot of things I mean we can there are a lot of sanctions we can place on them there are a lot of things we can do and we just we haven't done them yet and um you know I hope he doesn't level ukraine and brutalize the country and kill a million people but I you know I hope it also doesn't have to get there before we take uh, action against them you know um yeah I really don't I really don't uh, oh, let me say one more thing, too. Let me say one more thing, too. I think that everybody listening to this podcast understands this. But when Harp and I are talking now, we're talking about the Russian government. We're not talking about Russian people. Um, if the, the Russian people, like the average Russian citizen is a regular person, just like the average American. If you're listening to this podcast and you got some Russian friends right now, um, or, or even if you don't have Russian friends, but you know Russian people in the U.S., Don't, don't, uh, uh, don't place the burdens of Vladimir Putin on them. They're their own individual person. If you know some Ukrainians, man, help them out. You know, so I want to put a
1: disclaimer in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would be kind of curious to see like what China does. See if they they dip in it.
0: So that too. So I read a report today that China had been very supportive of Russia throughout this, but um, they just issued a statement. That very strongly discouraged Russia from invading Ukraine because they have interests in Ukraine as well, and China is trying to play this game because Russia is sort of their natural ally. This you know autocratic strongman state, uh, anti-democratic, and Russia and China are are much more similarly aligned ideologically and have a lot more um, mutual interests. But China also has mutual interest with the U.S. and in Ukraine, so they're trying to nurture this relationship with Russia but not piss us off at the same time. So, um... And, 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 and... They do eventually want to invade Taiwan, so they don't want the Russians to provoke a strong uh, response from NATO and to unite the West because eventually they're going to do to Taiwan what Putin is doing to Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, they're just kind of trying they're really trying to to, to play all sides here and um, you know we'll see we'll see how they do you know what i mean so you know um, but now
1: i think china's a little more stronger government than russia is
0: oh yes yeah absolutely uh, and they're much stronger than russia i just in ev- literally every single rec- maybe uh, militarily the russians might be a little better in a handful of areas but aside from that the, the the Chinese are much more powerful economically politically um, Russia has more nuclear weapons so it has a so, you know stronger nuclear presence but I'm
1: sure Russia's got the upper hand on the cold weather
0: fighting dude. Yeah yeah that too yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah man I don't think I don't think nobody'll go up there and pick a fight with
0: them No 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 it was um, I think three uh three times there was a general there was a general
1: on uh, on the news today he was making some sense about the weather over there. Like, he better go now, because it's fixing the You know, that snow's going to melt, and it's going to thaw, and they don't, you know, their roads aren't built for maneuvering. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when it's muddy like this, once that snow starts thawing, and that, you won't be able to move troops around mm-hmm. uh, as easily as you can right now.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. So... Here's where I think Russia's great weakness is is Russia can't sustain a war for as long as we can so let's just say things really do jump off and it gets kinetic and and, and for people who don't aren't familiar with military tonight terminology kinetic is like a, a real bullets are flying and people are fighting like it's it's real what we think of war we think of we call it kinetic so if it gets kinetic and you got um and it starts to draw it, and and if the Ukrainians put up a bigger fight than what uh, anybody was anticipating, then the longer it goes on, the more and more difficult it's going to be for Russia because uh, war is expensive, and the Russians, the Russian economy, uh, uh, they you know they got they got manpower and they have some money, but they don't have you know the trillions of dollars that it takes to you know fight a you know modern war, and especially if the, um, especially if the Ukraine starts to receive some support from the West, uh, I think that it's going to be very, very difficult. And I think Putin understands this too. And maybe that's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to go all in because, you know, they can, they can fight for, you know, between three and six months. But after that, I mean, you know, tactically it gets harder. Um, you got to pay people. It just starts to cost money. People start dying, you know, and you know, they're not, they're not fighting on home turf. They're the aggressors here, you know, like, because that's, I don't know about these separatist regions, but if they, ha- if they do eventually start to push into some of the areas of Ukraine that are not aligned with Russia, that are not pro-Russia, they're going to find they're going to have much different resistance and the people won't cooperate with them and, um, you know, unless they're just going to level the country. Um, and they can do that, but then the the whole world's gonna see you can't it's not like the 50s where you can just roll your tanks into a country, round everybody up, you know kill all the military age males and send all the political dissenters out to the gulag. It doesn't really work like that anymore. Um, you know it's, it's gonna be a long, long long difficult battle for the Russians. so um, yeah I, I mean I, I don't know if Putin sees that and I, I don't know I'm not inside the man's head you know what I mean Oh yeah, and then just think
1: of the <clears throat> if he does go in and invade, what it'll do to that side of the of the world all around for like not just Ukraine but all the other little countries around it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I mean, yeah. So so he got so because that yeah the thing that surprised me is like there's a lot that can go wrong for him. Um, you know, there's a lot of
1: little there's a lot of little countries over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot. We would call them states. I mean, they look like a state. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. lots They're of countries... Own
1: countries, too,
0: I guess. Yep. Lots of countries that used to be part of the Soviet Union that are going to start freaking out. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. And there's, you know... In, in Russia, nothing good comes out of Russia. It's not like... N- nobody wants to emulate the Russia. Nobody wants to emulate... China. I, excuse me. I should not say that because nobody except dictators and autocrats want to emulate Russia in China. You know what I mean? Like you know, for all the issues that the United States have had for the last couple of years, we're still more people still want to be like the U.S. than they do um, China and Russia. But you know, uh, all of these these autocrats that are, are you know, that are rising. It used to be. It used to be. Um, during the Cold War, it was the um, the 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 Democratic West versus the Communist East, and countries would either line up on one side or the other. Now, as we're moving into the twenty first century, with the it's going to be you know democracies and the democratic countries of the West versus autocratic states and and states ruled by strongmen, um, you know, and the states are ruled by strongmen. China is doing well, but um, the rest of them are really not I mean Russia is strong militarily, but its economy's in the sh- its economy sucks it's it it is literally not innovative in anything it's not producing anything it doesn't you know nothing nothing comes out of Russia you know what I mean so
1: so yeah, yeah. I think he I think, I think that's another thing he knows he knows that he's got a little he's got a good window yes to do what he wants to do I don't think nobody's gonna come over there storming in troops
0: yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, so I mean, like I said, he's been doing his homework for
0: since 2014. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Well, Harp will see. Uh, things are things are definitely going to change between today and Thursday when we post, and hopefully it doesn't get bloody and horrible. You know what I mean? So. Who knows? Yep. Yep. So it's another one. Another one. So. Well. Well, what else you got, Harp? Anything else on your mind this week?
1: Well, you know, we went solar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to, I want to yeah, do a whole episode on this. But go ahead, tell me about it. So wh- wh- how's it working out so far?
1: Good, good. Nice. I'm, I, I like what I'm seeing.
0: Good. good,
1: good. So you know, the house runs on solar during the day, mm-hmm. and uh, charge. I got the battery backups. It runs it at night. Nice. Until the batteries run down, then it switches back over to my normal, regular, everyday power. Until the sun comes up. Nice. nice. So it's going to be nice to see that power bill come in. Nice. And be a whole lot cheaper.
0: Yep. And just just so everybody knows, uh, Harp just uh, just, just got solar panels installed in his house. We talked about this a little bit after the episode last week. And, um, yeah, man, well, very cool. I am actually really, really excited to hear about... Um, how it progresses and how it goes and I hope it goes well and I hope that uh, I hope that the the power company is paying you for money or excuse me, excuse me. the power company is paying you for electricity in the next uh, couple months you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but well they don't have to
0: because
1: mm. they uh they only have to do so much a year Oh once I see. they see. once they buy back their their max they don't have to buy back anymore God. so I'll be I'll be put on a waiting list the way they explained it to me. Got
0: so, it. Got it. I was
1: the, I was the sixty-fifth person in in my county to get solar power. So there's not very many people. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, so we're, there's, I think my buddy who lives down the road that works for the local power company here. He told me there's like 30, 37 thousand meters, you know, power meters in the diverse power uh-huh. and, only,
0: and only 65 of
1: them are solar oh no oh man so hmm. there ain't many of us out there
0: well well hopefully hopefully that number increases because um that that got to. yeah i think every home every home if you live let me see if you live in any state in the south including and then from all right from florida basically From Florida through all the southern states, including Texas, and then New Mexico, Arizona, and Southern California, Um, you should be, you should be, uh, every house should have a solar panel on it. You know what I mean? Like, every house should, so.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's just refreshing to know that I'll never be without water again. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I live out here in the sticks. I'm on the well water, you know.
0: Mm, oh well, as
1: power if the power goes out I don't have any water.
0: Oh, oh interesting. I mean we,
1: we can't use the bathroom, we can't do anything, can't cook. Oh, interesting. We can't do nothing. Interesting. Oh I, didn't not know. Now, oh. I got I got my well hooked straight to the solar panels. Uh-huh. So even if the power goes out I'll still have water. Oh wow. Um, as long as the sun comes up. Or the U V rays. You don't even yeah. get, it was cloudy today and I still produce power. Oh wow! Right, it goes off a of UV ray.
0: Very cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah,
1: so that's a that's a peace of mind right there. Yeah. just knowing I'll never, I'll never be without water. Yeah.
0: Well, what we're gonna do? I want to do an episode where we talk about electricity between solar panels, electrical cars, and the whole nine. And we'll we'll talk about them because um, that's where things I ain't are buying, going.
1: I can't. I ain't, I ain't saying I'm gonna go buy no electric car. I gotta have my my, my gas. <laughs>
0: Hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, we'll talk about that because I have a couple. I have a couple questions for you because I'm. I'm thinking maybe when my car dies, maybe I'm getting an electric car. But I got my car has a hundred ninety six thousand miles on it. I'm gonna run it into the ground. So, um, is I know two? they
1: like those batteries.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
1: talking so, twenty grand for
0: battery. That is true, and that's that's what's crazy about them. That's what's crazy about them. They they are kind of expensive, and so. Um, I can buy
1: two UZ because that'll get me a couple of years yeah. for twenty grand.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are still real, real expensive, and that's that's a bummer. So, cool. well, all right, man, got anything else? That's it, man. So last thing I got is I hope that everything in Ukraine is real peaceful. I was thinking, you know, you and I harp. We were a little young for the Cold War. We were born while the Cold War was still happening, but we were both pretty young when it ended. And the last couple weeks, I was thinking to myself, I was like, gosh, this must be like what it was like during the Cold War, where Russia goes ahead, and they move into another country, and they advance, and everybody over here kind of freaks out, because we don't know what they're doing next, and then we do something, and then everybody over there freaks out, you know what I mean? So, um, we had about 30 years where that wasn't the case, but it looks like we're back there, so now we're going to get a taste of it, so... We'll see. All right, man. All right, man. Well, Hart, thank you so much. All yeah, right, Doc. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we love talking to you. And we will see you next week.